Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Faithfully Fit Podcast. Um, I'm Kyle Shipp, and I took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to get a chance to kind of cover why did I have a hiatus, uh, what's coming up, and then a little bit of a talk on unity. Might be a little bit more interesting than you think it sounds, so uh, stick with me. So a little bit of a hiatus. Um, had a had a couple weeks. You know, obviously I've been doing pretty good with the podcast and releasing them about once a week. And then uh, had a, had a week where I missed. Um, I tell you what, boy, you want to talk about a crazy couple of weeks. So so here's the deal. In Texas, uh, we have had our our shortened baseball and softball seasons. Um, they were able to come back with it being outside, with you being able to spread out a little bit. Um, went ahead and and had baseball and softball seasons. So the season itself was a little bit shortened, but also um, it meant that playoffs were a little bit shortened. Now, keeping in mind when I'm talking about playoffs, uh, first off, I'm talking about uh, six and under t- girls softball t-ball. I'm, I'm not sure how to say that, but but they're playing t-ball with with softballs. Uh, um, but six and under girls. So do me a favor, insult the or in, insult insert the eye roll emoji here um, for a state tournament for t-ball. Um, but uh, they did it. Uh, my daughter, their team finished second in their division, and because of the way everything went, there you know there was not city and district and all this. They just went straight to state. Now state was kind of ridiculous um, because it was largely just teams from a couple of very small areas, and and so whatever. So we, me and me and my my six year old daughter packed up and drove out to Tyler. Uh, it's about three hours away from here, and we're there on from from a Monday to to a Wednesday. Uh, really, I guess we were, we were there till a Thursday. So they played their first game on Monday, lost on Monday, played on Tuesday, won on Tuesday. So I had to go back on Wednesday. Now the deal is, is, is they were, it was actually Chandler, Texas, which is is five miles outside of Tyler, um, and, and so playing on on Tuesday at or at Wednesday at six o'clock meant that their game didn't end until about seven. Uh, then the game doesn't end at seven. It's the last game of the season, so they give out, you know, they give out medals and the girls want to play with their friends and, and so I just said you know what we're just going to go ahead and plan to stay for another night so so I was there from from a Monday to a Thursday um, came back home and got to work when I when we got home we got up early on Thursday morning and drove home um, so th- it was it was fun um, because it's fun to watch my kiddos play and so it was fun to see my daughter have a great time I never thought that she would do anything outside <laughs> um, she is a girly girl and does not like it when it is hot uh, so for her to play a summer sport was definitely interesting, but man, she absolutely loved it, and that was a ton of fun. Um, so then come back, and the next week, my son has his state tournament. Once again, uh, I say state tournament. So this time, I'm not talking about the level of baseball, but now I'm I'm inserting the eye roll emoji at the state tournament because the state tournament was 11 teams, four of which were from our city. Um, I think. Four of which were from, or two of which were from the a neighboring city. So Belton and Temple are basically, they're, they're essentially one city. So um, two of which were from Temple, uh, two from Salado, which is five miles outside of Belton, um, one from Cameron, so about thirty miles away, one from Troy. So you know that's just on the other side of Temple, so we're probably talking fifteen minutes away. So you see what I'm saying? Really, more of a district type tournament, but whatever. You know, uh, um, uh, I'm not here to debate the the political aspirations of Texas teenage baseball. Um, but 
he plays, they get a draw, or not a draw, they get a buy on Monday. So they, they all draw, and because it was a weird number of teams, um, a couple teams get a buy. They get a buy on Monday, so they don't have to play on Monday. Then they play on, he plays on Tuesday. They get absolutely walloped on Tuesday um, by a team that, you know, I mean, it's a city league. Like, we're not talking about selectly here. It's city league. And so city league for a 10 and under, you know, with 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, some of whom have never played before, you know, you're going to have kids that, that have not had a lot of, of opportunity to play. Um, and and so that means that there's going to be kids that can't catch. Well, here's the deal, man. You go and you're playing against a team that all of the kids, when they're warming up, are standing at about 90 feet. You know, a bunch of eight-year-olds standing at 90 feet, throwing and catching the ball fine. I knew it was going to be a problem as soon as we got up there. <laughs> but So they get walloped. The second game, they play the next day on Wednesday, and they get beat. Um, not a low-scoring game. Not a lot of pitching left at that point in the tournament. Uh, and so uh, he, he, he finished up. Took a couple of days just to try and breathe, and so now this is the Sunday after all of that has completed. Um, so that's what's been going on in, in our lives. Um, lots of trying to wrap up baseball and softball, as I know many of you are doing as well. But, so we move on to what's coming up. Um, this is August the 2nd today, Sunday, August the 2nd. I like doing these on Sunday afternoons. My, my family is kind of winding down. Um, Sunday afternoons, there's usually a couple of hours that are a little bit slow for me. Uh, Sunday morning, obviously, being a pastor, Sunday mornings are crazy. Come home, eat lunch, you know, maybe do a few chores. And then eventually, though, the day kind of slows down. And if I'm not ready to take a nap, which I rarely take naps, it's like, mm, what am I going to do now? And so, honestly, one of the most enjoyable things that I do on Sunday afternoons is talk to you guys. Um, so, so what's coming up? August the 2nd. On August the 18th, I am heading up to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, the Masters Fitness Collective Championships are being held in Fort Wayne, Indiana over uh, four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, and I, I was able to qualify. Um, they, so, so what they did is they sent out invites to the top 20 finishers of the age group online qualifier um, and so that's awesome I was not one of those because at the point that the age group online qualifier was going on I was heading to Montreal to compete in the Atlas games now I don't think that I would have made the top 20 anyway so please understand I'm, I'm not I'm not throwing that out there as an excuse um, but so basically I turned in one score because it gets canceled in Montreal. I'm, I'm in Montreal. Like, I'm literally coming up to the event when they decide to cancel. Um, and so I turn around and head home. Uh, so, you know, in, in the span of about three days, I'd been, on a, I'd been on planes and in airports for about as long as I had been in a hotel. Um, so I get back. And so I do the workouts just kind of as best I can. Not great. Well, I'm driving home, and I'm like, you know, I should just turn these in. I might, I might as well. Like, there's no reason not to. So I get on, and and I didn't realize it was like it was like almost seven o'clock by the time that I was trying to turn these in. So I only got one of my scores in, but one of my scores was good enough to bump me to like 132nd over all of the 136th that were tied because they didn't enter any scores in whatsoever. So I guess I've got that. But uh, I, I say all that to say that um, so. They sent out these invites. I, you know, I was planning on going to this to, to watch and have a good time because this is, is uh, at the time, I knew it was supposed to be a games-level event. I didn't know how much. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, uh, they put out and they said that they weren't able to fill all of their spots, which makes a lot of sense. A lot of the top guys in my division are international. And, and so, uh, you know, if you don't, 
you know, obviously you'd like to see all of the top guys going to all of the, the biggest competitions, but this is brand new, and, and so totally understand that. Um, I think it's going to be phenomenal, as we'll talk about again in a minute. I keep alluding to it. We'll get there eventually, I promise you. Um, but, uh, so, so, you know, with a lot of international guys, and then some people just can't make it. I mean, let's face it, and some people don't want to travel during COVID. I understand that. So they put out an online qualifier. Um, I did it, and I snuck in. I think I either was the last qualifier or the next to last qualifier. Um, but, hey, that doesn't matter. Uh, this is one of those deals that you bust your butt to get there, and then you go, and, yeah, you're going to bust your butt in it, but you have a great time. You qualified. I mean, th this is the way that they're doing this up, this is going to be super prestigious. And, and to be a part of this, I'm beyond thankful. Now I'm beyond nervous too, uh, because of some of the guys that are going to be there and some of their backgrounds. I mean, some, some big names and some guys that I have, I have, um, admired for a while and watched and, and just am in awe of the things that they can do. So to be on the same floor with them, knowing what they can do, um, <laughs> is a little bit nerve wracking, honestly. Uh, but, but I'm looking forward to having fun. Cause see, here's the deal. They've started releasing workouts, but let me, let me, let me back up one step. So the morning chalk up has been writing a lot of, of articles on them and talking about their progress, talking about what they're doing, because they're essentially seeking at, at this point to take the spot of the master's competition that the games is not going to be able to do. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm not beating on the games, I man. I understand how these things go. So, but they decided to take up the mantle for at least for this year. I, I don't know if they anticipate this going further or what. I mean, with the sell of CrossFit and with changes possibly coming, um, you know, Dave Castro keeps alluding to all of these changes. I'd like him just to say some of them <laughs> so that way we can stop waiting because um, it does sound exciting. Um, they sound like they're going to do some cool things, but, you know, we really don't know much. Um, but, I, you know, so, so I don't know if, if they're going to want to keep this going or, or, or if this is a one-time deal. I don't know, but... Um, they, so one of the articles that was recently written was all of their sponsors that they've got going. I mean, all, I mean, uh, I mean, when you've got rogue sponsoring it to provide equipment, first off, you're like, this is going to be the real deal. Then, I mean, if rogue is, you think about all the events that rogue provides equipment for, and you say, you know, I, I don't know any of these that are just rinky dink, like, yeah, who cares? I mean, this is a, a legit deal. Um, I, I mean, man, they've got, they've got, you know, go ruck and and they've got born primitive i mean all kinds of companies that they that are kicking in um there's a whole huge list i if i would have thought about it, i would have pulled it up so i could name them um but man just just really cool really cool they keep joking they say whoever wins is going to need a truck to take all their stuff home um you know they've referred even to like normatech you know normatech makes like the the recovery boots and everything and so i mean that'd be cool um now i'm not in too big a danger because um I, i'm like i said i don't I don't think I'm going to win. I might go out there and surprise the heck out of myself and surprise the heck out of everybody. Um, but, but I'm like I said, I, I, knowing what's coming, knowing some of the events, I'm, I'm going to have a great time being there. I'm going to put a smile on my face, have my mustache curled. I'm going to have to have a, a mask on for most of the time, but I'm going to try to do it where I can pull the mustache up and curl it right before I go onto the floor. So if you want to know what I'm really concerned about, it's making sure that my mustache and my beard look really good going onto the floor um, because it'd be awesome to have some cool pictures. <laughs> but so so – we start talking about the, the level of competition. I, I mean, first off, I mean, you talk about some of these guys, Kevin Jones, Kyle Ruth, um, you know, some of these guys that are, that are going to be competing are just unreal. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to leave anybody out. So, I, like I said, I've got about 15 listeners on this thing. So, um, uh, don't worry, guys. I'm not trying to, to uh, talk bad about anybody else in our division. Um, but I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Uh, and, and, and so, I mean, but I, just looking at, looking at some of the scores that have been put up – Looking at some people's past performances, God, it's going to be absolutely incredible. 
So they start releasing workouts. They're releasing it on their podcast, the Masters Fitness Collective podcast. Um, and, and, and so as they start releasing these, I, I'm looking at it. I'm seeing what's kind of going on. So the first announced event that they did on their podcast, um, you know, I was all excited to hear the announcement. And, and then they, they pull out the announcement. And I'm just like, oh, you've got to absolutely be kidding me, um, is four rounds of 25 cals on the Echo Bike, the, the Rogue Echo Bike, because Rogue's providing the equipment, the Rogue Echo Bike, which is like pedaling in sand, um, and 10 bar muscle-ups. So 25, 10, 25, 10, 25, 10, 25, 10. Um, oh, man. You could just, anything with that many that many cows on the, the echo bike is just going to be painful. Um, but especially when there's only two movements, there, there's not a lot of, of competition type events where you only have two movements and one of them is a bike. Usually the bike winds up, it's either a sprint or it winds up in like kind of a chipper type deal. Uh, so to have one of these kind of moderate length events, probably a 10, 11, 12 minute event, uh, it just, it's just going to be miserable because if you go too hard on the bike like I have done, I did it out in London, um, you're, you're not going to finish. You're, you're just going to crash and burn. If you don't go hard enough, um, yeah, you're going to feel great for the muscle-ups, but, man, everybody's going to fly past you because it's going to take you two minutes on the bike where it takes everybody else you know, a minute 20, uh, and you just can't make up that type of time on the muscle-ups. So we, we, we go on, and so they continue to release. So I'm like, oh, that's a doozy. But you know what? It's, it's a legit competition uh, uh, workout. So, okay, let's move on. Uh, oh, and, and if, I, if I haven't mentioned, C.J. Martin, the owner of CrossFit Invictus, one of the old-school CrossFit guys, is programming all of this. Um, so, so first off, I, I've got to say, um, C.J., I highly doubt you'll ever hear this. But if you do, uh, dude, you are completely evil. Um, and, and so, so then we, we, we go on, um, what was the, what was the next event? So the next event that they announced, ah, the next event, uh, they called it Wrath of Fran, Wrath of Fran and Wrath of Fran is basically, um, as they described it, it's the, it's the worst part of Fran. Um, and, and, and that being the, the round of 15. So it's going to be 15 thrusters at 95 pounds and 15 chest bars for five rounds. Oh, five rounds of that. So, you know, once again, oh, man, like how fast do you come out? How slow do you come out? It, it, it's just going to be it's going to be a little bit all over the place trying to figure out exactly, you know, what we're going to do. Um, so then they come out with another one. Uh, it, it's a, this one's more of a I say it's a sprint. I mean, it, it seems like a sprint, but it's going to take a little bit longer than that. Um, and then so we've got. Uh, 25 deadlifts at 315 and 50 box facing burpee jump overs. That's it. 25 deadlifts. I say that's it. I don't mean that's it as in like that's not much. I'm just, I'm saying there's only two movements. Um, and, and every 10 burpee box jump overs, you're going to move the, you're going to flip the box down the floor and start again. Um, once again, you want to talk about one of those that if you don't pace it exactly right, um, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You're going to be in a world of hurt because you're so far behind that you have to do the burpees way too fast or because you blew up on the deadlifts and your core is absolutely shot as you try to go do a bunch of burpees. And I'll tell you this much. If you want pain, go do, go do a bunch of deadlifts at 315 way too fast um, and then go try and lay down and get up and jump 50 times. Um, that's going to be gnarly. So they've got uh, another another released event is there's going to be a they call it ground to overhead ladder. I mean basically it's a it's a clean and jerk ladder. Um, I, I guess I you know I guess if, if you can snatch these you can't I can't even snatch the first bar so I'm not going to do that. Um, but 
five reps at 235, move forward four reps at 255, three reps at 275, two reps at 290, one rep at 305. My goal is to get through the 290 bar. Um, 290 would actually be a a PR for a clean and jerk. Um, I've done 285 and clean and jerk before in the Legends Masters competition last year, which I hope to go to again this year. It's going to be a little tight with their uh, with their qualifier being like next week and then in two weeks I leave. <laughs> so I'm um, trying not to blow myself up. But uh, the 305, it, dude, I would love to hit a I would love to hit a clean at 305. Basically, that would be amazing. And, and so, um, but lots of super strong guys in my division. So they're going to fly past me. That's okay. Um, they're, they're amazing at those things. I'm not great at those. You know, I mean, there's another one that um, is a max snatch and then a one mile time trial. So you're not running with other people. Like you're going to start your max snatch in one minute intervals. You'll have four minutes to do that. Then you, at the end of four minutes, you've got a one mile time trial. Then you come back and then you'll have some amount of time to do another snatch. I'm assuming that they'll take the average of the two snatches. Um, once again, not going to be a great event for me. Um, be fun to watch some other dudes snatch some big weight, though. And then the last one that they have announced, and uh, you just, I, I mean, it just, it just keeps getting more and more of a doozy. It's going to be a great weekend, but somebody's going to have to come up to Indiana and, and absolutely carry me home. Is, um, it's a 50-cal row, 50 single-arm dumbbell push presses with a 70-pound dumbbell, 50 wall balls with a 30-pound wall ball, 50 toes-to-bar, 50 wall balls with a 30-pound wall ball, 50 dumbbell box stepovers with a 70, um, and 50 cal row. Now, here's the deal. Here's the part. I, 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 I'm not looking forward to those 50 dumbbell step or the box stepovers. I hate box stepovers with no weight. I am one, I'm five foot seven. Not only am I five foot seven, um, I have tiny little short legs and a long torso, which means when I go to step up on that box, my chest is a, or my knee is about at my chest. Um, so to throw on a 70 pound dumbbell, I'm gonna have to play with that and figure out how I, how I got to carry that. Um, so, but, but, so you see, I mean, I mean, this is a legit comp, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. There, there's in, in my, like I said, there's some great people in my division. There's some amazing people in, in the other divisions. I mean, some all time great names. Um, and, and so you'll go take a look at it. Masters fitness collective championship. If, if you have not yet, um, I I'm, 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 I'm unbelievably excited. I'm super nervous. I'm trying, I'm trying to like calm down and just tell myself, like, we're going up there. We're going to compete. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna make some great friends and just do what I do, do what I do with faithfully fit and smile and just love on people and, and have some amazing conversations. Um, but so, so an, an interesting segue into the next part of, of the deal. I told you at the very beginning that I was going to talk a little bit about unity and, and, you know, you hear unity like, oh my gosh, somebody else is going to talk about this. Let, let me, let me say this though. Okay. So, so I told you, man, I'm going to go up and I'm just going to, I'm going to go up to Indiana. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to have a ball and I'm just going to have some conversations. Um, cause, and when I go, like I, I start conversations because like other people are important. And, and, and their opinions are important. And, and, and me wanting them to be happy, me wanting them to enjoy the experience as well, like, there's all of these things because I love people. And so when we begin to talk about unity, we have this really interesting thing that happens. Um, and, and, and this comes to mind because today my, my pastor, Jared, um, I, I love him to death. He, he preached on what can be a controversial topic. Now, here's the deal. If you're in the, if you're in the church world, you'll understand that um, the, the – the role of men and women can be a controversial topic because basically everybody is saying that they are reading the Bible, and, and what happens is anyone who doesn't agree with them, um, they're not reading the Bible. Within the church world, not reading the Bible, quote-unquote, is a pretty big insult. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I'm 
there are different views on all of these things, and, and every one of them claims to be biblical in their viewpoint. Um, well, so, so, so as we go through this, I, I look at this, and there's all kinds of these topics, not just within church, but within the world as a whole. And, and so the interesting thing that we run into with unity is actually we've, done, we've started doing this thing where we start making caricatures of each other. And what I mean by that is, is we all are far closer to our beliefs than what we always admit. Now, I, don't go crazy on me here. I mean, I mean, there are some far out beliefs, but but most of us are closer to what we are shooting for, what we're aiming for, what we want in life than than most people are willing to say and admit. And and a lot of you know, you look at the you look at the dang. Uh, the news and 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 the way in which the news is really fractured and divided, and the, the way in which they are pushing towards different things, I, I you really start to see it. But we start to make caricatures of each other. And what I mean by caricatures, I, like have you ever gone to a theme park and you've seen somebody like you had to go and pay them like twenty five bucks for some drawing? Um, n- not that my parents ever let me do that, uh, but you know I always wanted to, but they never let me. But and, and what they do is is it's recognizable to the to the person that you're looking at. Like if you know the person, you'd say, oh, that's such and such in this picture. What it does though, is it takes a couple of key elements and it really blows them out of proportion. Um, you know, if you got a big nose, your nose would be real big. If you've got a big old smile, your mouth would take up your whole face. Um, uh, you know, those types of deals. Well, it's what we do in our debates and, and in our disagreements. And, and it's really created some issues is the fact that we don't actually look at how close we are to a resolution. We look at um, these caricature things and we say, oh, well, you think this. And, and I'm going to talk about it kind of in, in this church realm and then I may move a little bit outside of it. But So we talk about the men and women thing, the, the, the husbands and wives. We really look at Ephesians 5, 22 to 25 for this. Um, but, you know, there's this point where, where we, we get to talking and, and, and he says, you know, um, husbands are or wives are to submit to their husbands husbands are to love their wives as christ loved the church it's it's a far more intricate passage and so please understand i mean i'm not trying to do a bible study but i'm just trying to give you a decent background but here here's what happens here's what happens is both people want to both both arguments want to call themselves complementarians And, and by that i mean that both want to say that they believe that men and women are fundamentally different um, and that in the home that they have different roles, that in the way that they relate to children, in the way that they relate to people outside, they have different roles. And here's the thing is most people don't, don't disagree with that. What happens actually is the way in which we label each other. See, because both sides want to – people that want to take a really strict interpretation of what that means, they, they want to say that, okay, I believe that I'm a complementarian and that you are an egalitarian. So basically it doesn't matter if you're man or woman. You're going to function however you function and that everything is the same and et cetera, et cetera. On the other side of it, people that say, look, you have to look at the broader context of this. And, and, and so they'll, they'll call themselves a complement, excuse me, the broader context of the verse, they'll call themselves a complementarian in the fact that they'll say that men and women are different and that in the home that I have my role, my wife has her roles, um, that we relate to each other, we relate to our children differently, we relate to the outside world differently. And then what they'll say is they'll actually say that um, the other people who want to take a really strict adherence to to this verse in Ephesians, they want to say, oh, well, you guys are patriarchal. You, you know, basically, you're just coming from a realm of saying, oh, well, you know, um, you know, men are the head and women have to do whatever the men say. And then women have dominion over the children and, and et cetera, et cetera. And so what happens is we all view ourselves as complementarian because I think everybody wants to call themselves the complementarian. Um, but then they on the, the outskirts, they are painting each other 
as something else. So instead of really listening and instead of really diving into the conversation, my conversations have continued today after Jared's sermon um, with this topic. And, 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 And it's what I keep trying to point people to is be gracious in what it is that we're talking about because when we begin to really talk about unity so here's the funny thing is we get to this really this this in the church world and if you are not in the church world i I understand this can you you can be listening this going what are these people talking why is this so divisive um but but in the church world this is a divisive topic it drives me nuts too if if you are sitting here going why why is this so trust me it drives me nuts as well um, but what happens is, is that, that I'm really trying to point people towards unity. Be gracious in these moments. Give other people grace uh, in, in how they believe. You know, be more gracious than maybe even you think you should be. See, and, and so then we go back to a biblical process, process here because, like, we are supposed to show love because we were for, first shown love. Like, we are supposed to forgive because we were first forgiven. But yet, we often tend not to give grace even though we were first given grace um but give allow people to talk allow them to 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 have these thoughts see and then we move this into a larger society as well i mean how many times do we have this deal where we're just screaming at each other Um, and let's let's go what we'll go with a an equally controversial topic within the world of of politics i guess i mean you can talk about gun control hey here's the deal I'm in Texas, um, yeah, you know, land of guns. Um, and, and, and it's really interesting, though, to sit here and, and to sit and with a specific viewpoint of unity in mind. I, I think hopefully that comes across as a big part of what I do in Faithfully Fit is seeking to unify um, people of different backgrounds, uh, different opinions. And, but, but then I look at this, and so you look at the gun control issue, and if you take out the the furthest on each side to the we'll call it to the right and left i'm not i'm not trying to go blue and red here but if you take out the furthest you look most people in the middle are pretty close actually that that yeah they may have a few differences but you know hey you know you don't need to have an uzi um and 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 yet uh but i I still want people to be safe but but you know i mean it is your right um you know and and so we we get into things like you know how do you control it within your home? Um, how do you control uh, the, 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 the guns being produced, like the types of guns being produced? How do you – it really so, – so the thing is, is is it doesn't actually come down to, um, you know, loading all the guns up and, and you know, destroying all of them in the entire country. Um, that's kind of what the arguments on the far right and the far left are. But but what happens, though, is that we get onto this and, and, and we get our news sources from – Facebook, as reputable or irreputable as those are, we get it from uh, news stations. Once again, as reputable or irreputable as those are, um, please understand, I'm not. I'm not calling left or right repu- or irreputable, and the other one reputable. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of saying on both sides. I'm. I'm kind of poking fun at both of them, um, because I mean, let's face it, it is they are run by agendas and they are run by dollars as well. And so, anyway, mo- moving beyond that, I'm not trying to turn this into a political discussion, but, but, but. You, you see what I'm saying is, is that actually most people, most of the people that, that you will go outside and have a conversation with, are they can be reasoned with and you can have these conversations with them. Um, and, and, and yet we don't have to draw these caricatures. Like, like literally, I mean, what's the caricature? The caricature of, of, of the gun control argument is, you know, the guy with the, the, the bazooka strapped to his chest who just wants to walk around shooting things and killing things. And the, um, the, the guy who thinks that uh, no one is ever gonna, gonna cause a problem, you know, with guns gone, that, that all the problems will be solved. And here's the deal, neither of those is true. Like, 
neither of them is true, but yet that's the picture that gets painted. And it's, so it's ridiculous to read arguments on Facebook because once again, you're like, you know, you people are just yelling at each other as caricatures. And, he, and the thing is, is caricatures do not create unity in any way. And if we don't have unity, we don't move forward. Now, unity does not mean always agreeing. I mean, we, we deal with this in the church all the time. We don't always have to agree. We don't have to agree. You agree on the major core issues and then the side issues we can have disagreements about. Now, when we start to blow those up and we start to create big issues like with churches, when you start to divide churches over some of these secondary issues, um, you know, we want to, because what happens is we want to make these secondary issues primary issues, and we and we use different terminology and we use different ways that we do that. Um, but we we make them primary because we we want people that around us that largely believe like us, like we want to be associated with people that believe like us, and we want to and 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 one way that we do that is we we remove people who don't believe like us by creating caricatures of them, by making them into something that they are not, rather than looking at the similarities and actually moving towards a resolution of the problem, we just decide to push them as far away and, and create separation between me and them. And so it's really interesting that, that the people that seem most passionate about having these discussions a lot of times are not passionate about unity. They're not trying to have passion because of that. They're, ha they're trying to have passion because you either agree with them or they're going to create separation with you. Like That's what this always boils down to. And it, it, so it always drives me nuts. It, it always drives me nuts that that um, you know we take these arguments and we create these these massive amounts of separation. And here's the deal: there are people, there are massive amounts of separation. There are people wanting to walk around with a bazooka strapped to their chest and just want to kill anything that moves. And there are people that think that if there are no guns in society and no weapons in society, that people won't pick up sticks and start beating each other with them. Um, there are those people, but I'm telling you, I don't think that they're the majority of it. Um, in the same way that I don't think when we talk about church and we go back to my initial discussion, I don't think that um, people that believe that Ephesians 5, 22 and 23 are very strict and literal in the fact that wives should submit to their husbands and that husbands should um, uh, be the head of the wife. Um, I, I don't I don't. There are people that, that, that act in a patriarchal system in that, but I don't think that most of them are. I think most of them are trying to be faithful to Scripture, um, and, and, and are, that's the way that they're enacting it. Um, and, and I don't think that people that want to look at, at 522 and 23 as a contextual verse— um, I don't think that they are not being faithful. I don't think that they're trying to rewrite the Bible. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to follow the Bible and follow what it says because when you start looking at some of the stuff around it and you start looking at the other references that, that Paul makes in that and in other parts in his writings but, but also other parts of the Bible, I don't think it's that they're trying to rewrite the Bible to suit themselves. I think they're trying to genuinely live out Scripture in a way that they feel is intended. And, and that's, that's the thing about this. So both of them are moving towards the same direction. They're trying to. They're using different role, uh, paths and they're using different terminology, but they are trying to in that instance. And so you, you wind up in this deal, though, where now you have people that are trying to that are becoming divided because of the character, caricaturization of each other. Not of themselves. Not even the way that they're looking at themselves, but the way that they're looking at someone else. I mean, once again, so we, we come back to this. Come back to Scripture again. I, I mean, I, I mean, you go back to to um, missing the the speck of or being able to see the speck of wood in your friend's eye, be, but you you have this plank in your own eye. And basically, what that means is you can really pick out their tiny little faults, but you miss the massive gaping problem in your own life. It's exactly what happens. It's exactly what happens here. And and so we we run into this this 
the system. And, and, and the funny thing is, is I know very, very few people who are acting in a patriarchal manner. And I know very few people who are trying to rewrite scripture. And so, and once again, this is my plea for unity, is that we are far closer than we think, but we take these issues and we make them such massive issues when they're actually secondary issues. When they're actually issues that, that while they are big issues, while they're, we take them and we blow them up, and we have these fights and we have these arguments. And a lot of times these things don't happen because it's one-on-one. -on -one. Like how often do you see um, people who are pro-gun and people who are, what, what, is it anti-gun? I, I don't know what you would call it on the other side. Um, but but that you, uh, gun control, there we go. I'm sorry. Okay, so, so pro-gun and gun control. Um, like how often do you see them sitting down and talking? And, and really, because what happens is when you talk, there's a human on the other side of that conversation. But if, see, if I don't allow you to be a human, if I turn you into a cartoon character that has these outrageous features, you're no longer a human. You're no longer a person to me. And that's where the real issue becomes, is now we're not treating each other like people. And, and, and so we, we, you know, we, we have these, I mean, let, so, so we can take it and we can agree on some. We can agree on the fact that pornography dehumanizes the whether it be the people in the in the industry themselves whether it be the people that we picture however it functions that that we can all agree on that but yet what we can't agree on is the fact that each other when we're discussing the bible and we're both discussing ways in which we are trying to follow the bible um that we can agree that we are each humans like we each have humanity and we are each created in the image of god uh, we actually want to dehumanize each other because it proves our point more. Um, you know, I had a, I had a coworker, and he and I have different theological beliefs, but we're we're friends and we got along well, and we would have these conversations. It was real, it was real funny because what we would do is we would start off close, and then we would have these. We we would do it on purpose, and we knew that we were doing it, and so, but we we would, we, and we'd start using these caricaturizations and and really just trying to beat the other one at the argument. And then at the end of the argument, we come back, we go, you know, the funny thing is, is, is I don't actually believe all those things about you because I know that you don't actually believe that far that direction, but that's the way that I can paint you, and that's the way that you can paint me. So, so that's where the unity thing comes in, and it, and it goes far beyond. Now, it, the problem is, is, is right now it's rampant in the church. It's absolutely rampant. You, you want to talk about rampant in the church with, with unity. I mean, how about, how about churches trying to figure out, do they, do they reconvene or do they not? Um, you have church members, like, like people in the churches themselves, screaming different things. Like people within the same church screaming different things. The problem is, is a lot of times they can't hear, hear each other because they're both screaming so loud that they're not actually having a conversation with each other. And then the people that wind up getting caught in the middle are pastors. I'm not going to turn this into a wine session, but you, you understand where I'm going with this. Like you get caught in the middle. And, and so everyone on one side thinks that you're an idiot. Everyone on the other side thinks that you're an idiot um, or, or completely agrees with you, I guess, depending on what you're, you're choosing to do. Um, and, and so, but I just, I think that's the deal is that as we begin to move towards discussion as we begin to move towards unity and as we begin to dealing with each other like they are humans like they have a background like they have something going on it's not always going to work out well because it's very i will admit it is very hard to have a conversation and have an intelligent conversation with someone who is constantly trying to dehumanize you but yet that's exactly what happened to christ like that's exactly what happened to christ i mean, I mean you can look at his trial you can look at his crucifixion like all of these things, they, they continued to create this caricaturization of Christ, and they continued to pull out these things that he said and use them either out of context or fabricate things. And, and, and all that he did was submit to them. All he did was be submissive to God's will and submissive to the cross. 
that he loved them. And, and I think that's the thing. If we can just come back to the first and foremost that we love each other. And, and I don't even have to know you to love you. But just the fact that I – the fact that I love humanity – now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to put myself into situations that are going to get me, put me in danger. I mean, at times it may, um, but, but I'm not going to be crazy about it. But, but if I come at it, if I, if, I go up, if I go up to Indiana, if I go up to Indiana with the specific purpose to go up and to just absolutely smile and be a light in everyone's life, that when they walk away, they go, man, what a great guy. Um, I hope I see him again, or I, I hope I get a chance to interact with him, or even if they just – if I just leave a smile on their face as I walk away, um, then I show my love for humanity. In the same way that if I go into Walmart and I smile, I guess with a mask on it's hard, but you know you can see the smile in the eyes still. But I smile at the the greeters as they walk as I walk in instead of just ignoring them. Instead of griping out the cashier because somebody got in my way or because I'm running late. If I, if I'm just a human to people, imagine the the ways that brings us together. And yes, it may feel like it's just a drop in the in the ocean because it's me and seven other billion people on this earth that aren't doing anything to create unity but but if it starts with my 11 to 15 listeners if there's 11 to 15 people in this world that go outside today that go on a trip in the next week that 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 whatever it is they do they go into work tomorrow and they go with the specific intent of being light into someone else's life, whether that is a religious context for you or whether it is just a purely humanistic context for you. If you just go out with the context of being light in someone else's life, maybe it inspires a couple other people and then a couple other people and then a couple other people. Because here's the deal. If there's 15 of us and half, let's go more rounded numbers. (laughs) If there's 20 of us and half of those people have light, in their life and they and it, it brings joy to them and so what they do is they turn around and they want to do the same thing so so on monday 20 of us go out and we we put a smile on somebody's face for whatever reason doesn't doesn't mean that we had to do anything massive maybe we smiled maybe we opened the door maybe we, I, whatever it is 20 people we impact only 10 people accept and and it really makes an impact in their life so then we turn around and we have 30 for tuesday once again half of the people that we that we impacted have 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 something in their life that moves it moves it forward. So then now now, thirty turns into forty five because you know if it's only half, we have fifteen more people to get added. Now you have forty five. We're into we're into these weird numbers again. But forty five, uh, I mean, let's say that twenty two of them come back. Now you're at sixty seven. See, this is the deal. This is and this is the way that discipleship works. Is what happens is it begins to grow and it begins to grow exponentially. So I can go out and do it, and and I can I can be nice to people every single day of my life. And if one person is impacted every single day of my life, but but never never has any other impact, then yeah, for however many days I have left, there's that many people that decide to bring smiles to other people's faces. But what happens is is it begins to multiply and begins to grow because then then what happens is, is then then it, it's not just me because then tomorrow it's me and another person and then. The the next day it's me and two other or three other people and then the next day it's me and what is that seven other people you, you, you see what i'm saying and, and so i i want to i want to stop because i'm starting to ramble because i'm starting to get worked up and i'm getting all excited but um uh, keep in mind the the concept of unity that it means that we have to actually treat the other person like a human we have to treat them like they have value like they have worth we have to be gracious to them even if they eventually do go off the deep and even if they do eventually become the caricature that they often get painted to be 
you give them more grace, even than they deserve, because once again, grace is undeserved, um, but you give them as much grace as you possibly can, as much grace as you possibly can, um, and further that, because then maybe the next time that they turn around and have a conversation with someone who believes like you do, they may give them a little bit more grace. And here's the deal, we got to this place for a reason. We got to this place of division for a reason. We get to this place where churches are splitting over non-essential ideals for a reason. We get to this place where people are throwing bottles at cops for a reason. Maybe if we just start walking it back one day at a time, because we treat each other like humans, doesn't mean that everyone's always going to reciprocate, doesn't mean that people are going to treat you like a human, but it does mean that you can begin to make small impacts and maybe at some point we begin to see that impact in our churches, we begin to see that impact in our communities, we begin to see that impact in our nation. And hey, maybe one of these days in, in 2,000 years, um, somebody can, can point back and the Faithfully Fit movement that got started on August 2nd, 2020, um, had this revolution that swept across because of a concept of love and a concept of unity. You guys know me, that always starts, that starts in my faith. That's why it's faithfully fit. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Um, obviously, I'm passionate about this topic. I'm going to keep you guys updated with what's going on. I'm going to try and do a whole bunch of stuff when I go up to Indiana. Problem is, I don't know how much time I'm going to have. I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk and talk at the end of the days looking at the workouts, but it's going to be a blast. I'm going to try and put some stuff together for you guys, and I'm going to try and keep you guys updated as I go. Um, hey, you got any questions? You got any comments? You got any concerns? Shoot me a message. Um, OneFaithfullyFit at gmail.com, uh, or you can go to uh, um, Instagram and shoot me a message that way. Would love to chat with you. Hey, also, I haven't put it out on, on Instagram, Instagram and social media yet, but... Um, faithfullyfitcf.com is live and operational. Um, so we're going to continue to move forward with that. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, so head over to faithfullyfitcf.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's anything else that should be on there. Um, hey, y'all know me. I'm always open to suggestions. So guys, thank you again. And until I see you again, stay faithfully fit.